Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. I'm going to be leading the interview today in place of Susan, our CEO, because our guest is someone I've always admired. Today, I'm joined by Ruth Riley, Olympic gold medalist, sports business leader, global humanitarian, and radio and TV broadcaster. It's hard to give Ruth a proper introduction as you've done so many things. Ruth is a retired professional basketball player with a very impressive career, from winning a national championship at the University of Notre Dame to WNBA national championships and a gold medal in the Olympics. She was recently inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Ruth also supported a number of charities, including Nothing But Nets and No Kid Hungry. I've always admired Ruth as a fellow Notre Damer and a big women's basketball fan, and I've had the privilege of actually serving with her as a board of director at the University of Notre Dame Monogram Board, which is how we connected for this. So welcome, Ruth, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Carolyn. It's, it's great to be on with you. So, Ruth, I obviously know that basketball has been a big part of your life and shaped a lot of what you've done. Can you give us a little bit of background on how you found your love for basketball and ended up playing at the University of Notre Dame and then professionally? It started out because I'm tall. Uh, I was born 25 inches. I was six foot by the sixth grade. So I've always had height, and I think there was an assumption that I would be good at basketball. That came much later in life. I really just love to play. My mom encouraged my brother and sister and I to be active, and so we played a variety of sports. But basketball was one that really I found that I was passionate about growing up, and so devoted a lot more time before and after school, during the summer, doing whatever I needed to do to improve as a player and Fortunately, uh, that in, that allowed me to get a scholarship to the University of Notre Dame, and it was truly a dream school for me. It was a perfect, perfect fit. And I think you were a dream student for the University of Notre Dame, uh, bringing us our first national championship in women's basketball. So I know you played for them, and did you always know in college that you were going to think of going professional, or did that kind of come later? How did you end up moving on to the WNBA? Growing up, there was no WNBA. It started in 1997. So my ultimate dream as a young girl was just to play in the Olympics. And But then once the WNBA started, I was the first class going into college that knew as a woman there's an opportunity to play professionally within the United States when I graduated. And so that definitely was a goal, something that I worked towards. But really, whether I say Olympics or WNBA, my main focus was every day just to do what I I could to improve as a player, to impact helping my team win the goals that we had day to day during our season. And and I think just really focusing on what it took to improve incrementally allowed me to ultimately accomplish that dream of playing in the Olympics and for the WNBA. Yeah, and getting a gold medal at the Olympics is quite an accomplishment. Not many people uh, get get to reach that dream, so you definitely got this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate honor as an athlete to represent your country. And one of the last players picked, the youngest player on the team, one of the youngest, and just a tremendous, tremendous honor. 
And basketball has been such a big part of your life, but you've also done so much, as you were saying, just wanting to contribute and give back. You've given back in so many ways with a lot of nonprofit work. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the organizations that you've helped over the past few years and what kind of drew you to those organizations? There are so many nonprofits, and I'm sure a lot of them would love you to assist them. So how did you decide on the ones that you were working with or are currently working with? I think the the why to get involved started when I was young. I mean, my mom raises with a foundation of of faith and service, and and honestly, just the philosophy of being grateful. And so, I think living my life through that lens of gratitude. Once I had this platform that the basketball gave me, especially as I grew to be successful in college, and then in the pros, I understood that there was this area of influence that I had, and. And if I was intentional, I could use that to impact the world in a meaningful way and to live out my faith and my values in a way that would positively impact others. And my first year in the WNBA, I think I said yes to everything. (laughs) So I found myself just involved in every community outreach and initiative. And then I started to realize that that's not feasible or sustainable. And so I tried to pay attention to the ones that really I felt called to. And the two that I landed with, one, the NBA asked me to represent them at a a global AIDS event in Kenya. And that the next kind of trip was for a malaria distribution throughout the continent of, of Nigeria and Angola. And that was with the UN Foundation's Nothing But Nets campaign. And so as a founding spokesperson with them, and that really was something just eye-opening, being on the ground, understanding what these women were going through, getting a crash course in global health and malaria and how it was you know, the leading killer of children under the age of five. And so I think my experiences there really kind of fueled that passion. And then No Kid Hungry was something that I was introduced to through the NBA again and all the WNBA and NBA cities are partners with us. And so for me in my childhood, we relied on food stamps for a period of free reduced lunch program. And so I wanted to make sure that just felt inspired and empowered to use these resources that are available to them. And there's a a stigma around hunger in America and something that a lot of people don't talk about. So personal to my journey, and I wanted to make sure that I was doing something on a national and on a very local level as well. Yeah, and you've definitely made an international impact. So I think your mom instilled very well and you've taken it to another extreme because all that you've given back and used kind of your resources and and helping others is really amazing. You're very humble about it, but I know that you've done a lot um, both here in the U.S. and internationally with helping kids with all sorts of things. So that's very impressive. And I think the saying yes to everything is uh, an issue that all all of us women run into at some point. We're very prone to, to saying yes and sometimes have to, <laughs> to draw back a little bit. So I'm not surprised that your first year that that was the case as well. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're up to now? What are your dreams going forward? Well, I've been really blessed. I married the most incredible man about a year and a half ago. And so transitioned to a new job in doing radio and TV broadcast for the Miami Heat. So that was the first team I played for was Miami in the WNBA and that. So it's great to come back to be a part of the, the organization again and to see a sport that I love from a different perspective. So I've been a player. It was a GM for one of the WNBA teams in San Antonio for a few years. And so this is another unique way for me to stay involved in a game that I think is going to be a lifelong passion for sure. 
But also it's been a learning curve. I feel like a rookie all over again last year, just learning the industry, learning <laughs> learning this new job and breaking down the NBA, learning the players and the personnel. And so that's been a transition that's challenged me as an introvert as well to kind of embrace my voice and my perspective and be able to articulate to that to our, our fans has been a growth curve for me. Well, congratulations, not only on marrying the man of your dreams, but also on the new career. I'm sure all of us will be looking forward to hearing your voice. And yeah, definitely understand new challenges are always exciting, but a little overwhelming when you have to start from scratch. It'll definitely probably be interesting now, having been a player for so long, I'm sure your insight on reporting will be very helpful because you've done it for so many years. So that's that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And one of the things um, we do on our podcast, our, our last question is always what advice they would give to other women who might be starting their careers or doing like you are right now, uh, transition, you know, having done something for so long and, and kind of starting something new with a little bit of a challenge. Do you have any advice you'd give someone who's maybe in a similar situation or, or younger than you who's looking to do something similar to what you've been doing over the past few years? I would say to young women, you know, starting or transitioning, just have an endless curiosity of the industry you're going in. I mean, if you're, if you're going in thinking that you know already what it takes, I think you have to be confident in your skill set, but I think you have to be curious of the industry at whole, other jobs and how they relate to what you want to do. And so I found that for, for me in the WBA, you know, as a player, I wanted to know how our business model was structured and I wanted to know what the bottom line was, how I could move that forward as a player. And I think that ultimately led me to go back to get my MBA and to become a general manager. And so also finding great mentors or advocates who can impart to you that knowledge. So it's one thing to to be curious. It's another to have somebody who can help guide you and, and, and give you some of those answers and insights. And I think the last thing, transitioning, transitioning is, is hard. And I think as women, we... We often undersell our values if we don't see a direct correlation. If you're going from one industry to another and you don't see all your skill sets laid out on a, you know, bullet point under a job description, I think just encourage women to, to really understand their value and the experience they have from before and to take confidence in that as they move forward and, and also to know that Whatever they don't know going into a new job, they're going to be able to learn that quickly. And I think we often feel like, oh, there's so much to to learn and there's so much I don't know or the insecurity that can easily creep in. But to give, for women especially themselves, credit to say they're smart, they're they're hard workers, quick learners, they're they're going to be able to adjust and adapt and, and to really step into that transition with confidence. That's great. There's so much there. I mean, believing in the dream, you definitely did. I mean, as you were saying, the WNBA wasn't even around when you were younger and just how far you as well as many other of the women that you've played with have brought the industry is really amazing. I think you especially were, has been a great mentor to so many people that you probably don't even realize. I know myself watching you play at Notre Dame, it was just amazing to see how confident you guys were and how you really were making a difference. So I I can't agree with you more on your advice to believe and really not undersell yourself. 
Thank you so much, Ruth, for joining us today. You're you're such a humble person. We want to say congratulations on being inducted in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. What an accomplishment as well. So many other things you've done and you still manage to always want to give back and, and be giving back. So we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And, and you're, you're such an amazing woman. I appreciate that. And it's, it's truly a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth the middle way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.